I know that you're recording. I'm not that drunk. <laughs> that Wait, that so that means drunk. you are drinking? What the heck, Shay? You're supposed I to be good. may have been drinking. It's Thursday. Yep, it feels like a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to episode I can't keep count uh, of the Horizon. We're you can't a keep podcast count. called the Forecast, and it's like an incredible. We talk and have fun. Um, my name is Aaron <laughs> Juno, the highest and I'm brought to you by uh, <laughs> voices of Alex, Chad, uh, Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. We talk. You listen. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, Ask us we... questions. Com- uh, if you have uh, comments or concerns, are I thought we just Shay acting was the drunk one. Like, <laughs> are we just acting like each other? This podcast? <laughs> no, because because if I was acting like you, before oh, this... <laughs> be careful. <laughs> I don't think I like where this is already. All right, so so let me let me do this. <clears throat> uh huh. Uh huh. Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. What is it? Episode 46? I'm sorry. I 53. actually don't know. 53. quick fail. Welcome to episode 53 of The Forecast. We're a weekly podcast, bi-weekly, fortnightly podcast uh, that talks about entertainment mediums from all varieties. Uh, my... <laughs> Oh, somebody interrupted me, so I had to laugh at their joke and continue on now. Okay, so we're going to start out this podcast with... uh... I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know. All right, would you like to kick us off? Yes, I will. I think the Oz are better than this. (laughs) I was just listening to that. It looked sounds so ridiculous back then. Dragon Ball Fighter, huh? Oh man. Um. Yes. Let's no, actually do this. Let's this actually do this. Not up to date at all. Welcome to the forecast, episode fifty-three. My name is Aaron. Um. This is again, like I said last time, not a special cut podcast dedicated to our favorite games of twenty seventeen. This is just a regular cast. But in fact, this is our first cast of year three, which is actually kind of exciting. Um. Sadly, we don't have a lot of people here this week, just because we had some crazy schedules, but. Those that we do, we're going to apparently attempt to act like each other and see how well that goes without making each other mad. I'm going to take Alex, which is going to be great. Um, we are a group of people who love talking about random things that we sort of interact with, video games, board games, film, movies, what we've actually been playing lately just in video game world, and just kind of dissecting it, talking about what we think about it, whether we like it, whether it sucks. Um, Caleb likes talking about all kinds of obscure things that no one really knows. Anything about sometimes, I guess. Is that right, Caleb? Wrong? Maybe? I, I may not have been listening to what you were saying just now. Of course you're not listening. Oh wow. <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. Everything we That's talk about gets put in the cast notes. It is very long. Uh, everything we talk about gets put in the cast notes as well as pushed out to whatever podcasting device you are using. So, whoo! 
All right, let's get into it. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing lately? I only really a new thing that I've been playing is a game called Sprint Vector. It is a VR game. Mm-hmm. Any good? Uh, it's really cool. It's it's kind of Mario Kart, but you're running, and you run by like swinging your arms rapidly. Uh huh. And you freaking throw rockets at other runners, and you you drift around corners, and you jump over ramps, and you spring up walls, and it all feels really fluid and crazy. Especially being in in virtual reality, it's got. A super... What is the perspective? It's first person. It's all first person. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That does seem and, a little crazy, then. Like, yeah, you're just you're running in place, essentially. Like you you reach out your arm. Like the mechanic is you reach out your arm, pull the trigger, and then swing your arm backwards in like a running motion. Oh, that's fun. And then re- okay. and release the trigger. So you, like you do like a this arm swinging thing except for the more fluid and the more rapid you do the arm swings the faster you go so it's just like this frantic i'm flailing my arms back and forth <laughs> do you feel like you've gotten a workout after every time you play this game it, yeah it's pretty strenuous hmm. i see and um they they mix in a bunch of cool stuff like they they've got this drifting mechanic where you can hold a couple buttons on a controller and like sprint with one arm um and you like drift around a corner and like the closer you hold your arm to your body the the sharper the drift will be and um there's like jumping mechanics where you have like a a double jump so you can jump a second time in the air and that's typically what a double jump is i don't know why i'm explaining that and i did not know that's what a double (laughs) jump was yes thank you thank you you. there's like a walls that kind of work like climby where you can grab onto climbable points and climb up them. But like you, like the whole thing is super fast. So you're like flinging yourself from point to point because you're trying to get the, the wall super quick. And there's like these, I don't even know what they call them. They're like slopes or like, uh, they're basically like sheets of like accelerating energy pad. Wow. That is, you, I know exactly <laughs> what like, you're talking about. It can be like on a wall or like on a ceiling or something. You grab it and it like flings you along it and you like try to fling yourself off of it at a good angle Mm. and land right. And it's also got like braking and air braking and it's got flying mechanics too. So like when you're flying through the air, you can put your arms out like Superman and kind of control where you're going. And all the, all the different mechanics kind of link together. Pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, on a scale of, this should be a VR game to this is just a good game that you can play with a controller. I don't think it'd be a good game that you can play with a controller. Okay. <laughs> like the, the whole way so all definitely... the mechanics are built is specifically for VR. Oh, okay. But is it just like, mechanics that are built for VR? I mean, does the game feel like it if belongs? If it was a flat screen game, me... it'd be like probably like a worse Mario Kart that you're running instead of driving. Like okay. a slow Mario Kart. I don't know. I just imagine when you told me about um, Lone Echo and you were like, this game is like VR. Like, yeah, what VR should be. And so every time we talk about a VR game, I'm like thinking, okay, is this in the realm of this is just a quality VR game or is this in the realm of this is 
this game is I would say it's less immersive than Lone Echo, but it's more act it's way more active, so it's like okay. kind of bounces out. I don't know. Cool. Caleb, have you have you been playing anything? Uh, Do you have oh, a graphics you know. card? It's in the mail on its way to me now. Is it? Are you yeah, doing? Are you doing now at all? Yeah. What's that thing Have called? We talked about Celestia. Oh, GeForce Now. No. GeForce Now. Okay. Like I'll ever get off the wait list for that. Yeah, you probably won't. No, we haven't talked about Celestia. We talked about it a little bit, I think, two weeks ago when you were on the cast, but it was very, okay, very well, short. I've been playing a ton of Celeste, and I'm gonna preface this with I don't really like platformers general not a big fan blessed is really good platform like, like it's a really good game it's got some interesting story going on it's got that with pretty simple platform mechanics platforming mechanics and then it adds pieces as you go and it gets more complex but it never gets hard until you get to the things called b-sides uh mm-hmm. which are incredibly difficult platforming mechanics that essentially the same like they added in the same mechanics as they go like the first sets of levels but they just make it much more difficult yeah. once you beat all the b-sides a c-side for every level which is even way way harder than the b-sides even more insane which is insane yeah yeah i've not beaten all the c-sides yet i have beaten all the b-sides and very good um chad what have you been playing like? i'm glad you asked okay so <laughs> I played this game called Desolate. Right? Right. The Desolate, I just want to explain this thought process before I like get into the like actually explaining the game. Um I somehow followed it or put it on my wish list like a while ago. I guess I was looking through some um cues on Steam and then I found it and so that I tagged it and I was like I wanted it. So I got an email and I was like, yeah, this game's gone on sale. And I'm like, oh, cool. This game, game went on sale. And I like looked at it and stuff like that. I was like, oh, it looks pretty cool to be like chill and like something that's not as high intense and making my heart pound to where I'll die at the age of 50 instead of the like, you know, uh, 90 something because, mm-hmm. you know, PUBG is basically what is killing me slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so I, I picked the game up and I was like, man, this game came out a while ago. Like, uh, january sometime and they put it on sale february 8th that's cool i guess uh didn't realize that the game actually dropped february 8th like somehow missed that somehow missed how it says on steam that the release date for the early access was february 8th so picked it up the day it released by accident wow (laughs) and uh started streaming it and i had like 40 people in my chat just like yo what's this game all about so the way I was describing it was a Fallout-esque, Stalker-esque gameplay Freaking where you can stalker. co-op. You, you You're talking stalker? about like Stalker like with a period between every letter, right? Yeezer? Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yep. Yep. So uh, Fallout 4 Stalker-esque game where you're just exploring a map and there's like horror elements to it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like... It's just really immersive, fun, relaxing, and like they try to jump scare you, and it's more comical right now than a- actually being scary. Um, but it's it's really interesting. Uh, hmm. The crafting it's system as a survival horror, and you're telling me it's relaxing. I do not. <laughs> yeah, it's really really relaxing. It's really fun. Um, 
the crafting system isn't too terrible. Like it, it's not one of those where it's like you gotta find uh, fifty nine stones to craft an axe or whatever. Um, God dang, I, I was chasing this dude for like several years trying to kill him. All right, I'm gonna talk now. Um, <laughs> so. The crafting system is that you kind of just launch it open and you start f like picking up blueprints off of bodies and stuff like that. Like I have this thing called Bloodsucker where you can ha you have a baseball bat, a couple spikes, and I think met sheet metal to create like uh, you seal from Walking Dead, like the baseball bat with the spikes. Oh yeah. Um, you create that. Uh, I was telling Caleb earlier the meds in the game, like they don't really matter. Like you want to have them. Uh, but once you find the, the next monolith, uh, which is the spawn points, uh, you could literally walk over to the monolith, drop all your items, hit the suicide button, and you have full health, grab all your items, and walk out and explore some more. So the the health items are mostly for if you're not near the base uh, yeah. to like refresh your character. Um, you, the first like mission is to get to the safe haven. Uh, the whole game is basically this madman created the, these monsters and uh, apocalyptic nature of like humans and that like people going insane and uh, there's like spores that attack you and as you're walking through the game uh, and what you are is called a volunteer who goes to where the uh, quote unquote Chernobyl happened like the the epicenter of it and you're trying to clear it out. To where it's easier to clear everything else out because this is where everything's like spawning from and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. From that's what I understand so far of the story. I think it's cool because usually survival games, uh, kind of like the forest or other things, is like, all right, you're gonna build. Yeah, but this game, this game <laughs> is like, um, you actually have like a campaign that you have to play through, and you can actually co-op it with friends and stuff like that. They can join and drop out of your game at a new time. Um, and the problem you, with like games like The Forest is most of the time when we played them, we played them in early access anyways. So mm -hmm. like their whatever campaign they were gonna build, they were so far from getting there. I mean, even in The Forest, which felt like a pretty complete game when we were playing it, you only right. ever get to go down into the hole, into the cave, and that's like as far as you can make it in the campaign. And I don't right. even know, is it even released yet? I don't I don't actually know. Don't what so. but actually this game is super alpha, like super early access. Um, mm -hmm. Like one of the things that I find very, very funny about the game is there's a throwing a rock mechanic where you can like interrupt people or like aggro them, but it also does like three damage to them. And so if there's a 500 uh, HP enemy, you can just mm -hmm. constantly keep backing up throwing rocks at them and live and not even take any damage. It takes a while, but you can do it. Um, and so there's stuff like that that's just kind of like the, it brings comedy to the game um, and you can tell that it's kind of early developed uh, so that needs to be fixed but cool you know uh, I, it looks like the forest actually comes out in April just an FYI oh cool yeah. that's something that I would actually want to try to play if they finish the game like I wouldn't want to play forest Right well, now again, in the early access stage. Yeah, and again, we do this a lot. We play a lot of like early access. Somehow, somehow, we play a lot of early access survival crafting games. Why? Maybe they're just really easy to make without any specific purpose. I don't know. But we end up playing a lot, and then we never go back and play anything that once it's completed. Like we have this 
uh, this game that I bought a long time ago, the long, uh, a long dark or the long dark, or the, but right. you know, I bought that like two years ago when it was in early access. It came out. I haven't played any of it, but I loved what I played it then. I don't know. I think we just I need to revisit. Probably all need to to some extent. Abe's some played of the games like we've 150 hours of that game. Oh my gosh! Yeah, played a ton. He likes so it that final, much, huh? Final kind of thought on Desolate, and we can move on. Um. I actually have two thoughts because I have a thought on what you just said as well. Uh, I think Desolate needs work, but I think for what it is right now, it's an excellent game. Like, even though it's early access, I think it's one of the early accesses that have come out, and I haven't seen, like, devastatingly game-breaking, like, features in it that right. like, need to be fixed. It actually has a direction. It has a story. The I think the, the reason it's an early access is because they just have a few bugs that they're kind of working out. Uh, and so if... If you guys like pick it up, like it'd be wonderful to, to kind of co-op together in it. There's like a level up system yeah. and stuff like that, but it doesn't seem too broken. Like the leveling up is, uh, hey, I want more stamina, or I want to be able to recycle material that's in my inventory instead of having to just drop it. I mean, um, as long as you don't end up with a grapple hook, I will probably be okay. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's set up like that. Like, I it really isn't. Like, it's it's a game where you're literally just trying like. I played it with Angan, and we actually didn't do any of the story. All we did was explore, and I had a blast because mm. we were just exploring. And then you could go off and do the story and follow whatever that is as well. And there's like side quests and stuff like that you can do. Um, and so it's it's a it's a really cool game, and I think you guys should actually check it out. When I think it's still on sale, it might have just gone off sale. It is on sale for sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, fifteen percent so, off. It's it's cool. good. And I think the second thing is you said that there's a lot of games that you just don't go back to. Yeah. I think the the cause root of that is there's games that you enjoy, say like PUBG, uh Destiny 2, um Dota 2, and it's like those are multiplayer games and the matches generally take a while or uh you enjoy them so much that you play multiple and then by the time that you look at the clock, you're like, "Ah, oh, it's already like 1 in the morning. I got to get off." And then, you know, you go to your work day or whatever, and then it, you kind of just don't reserve any time for like, hey, let me go and play this r other random game instead of playing Destiny. And, and you know, let's let's get everybody together and do this game. And we fall into that trap of just like, hey, what do you want to play? I don't know, Destiny. And then we just go play <laughs> Destiny. I don't know, Destiny. So, there's that. I played the main greens the other day. There's only like two people on. But like, if we <laughs> grab that. Dude, I would love to just pop that open on weekends and you know right. do a, f a couple rounds. Yeah, I've hopped open that. I've opened that a couple times since we got it a long time ago, and there's almost never anyone on, which is yeah. Sad. But if we get like, even if we just get the four of us to play it, like it, I think it's a a fun enough game to do two v twos, and the game modes are really unique. Yeah, in, they are. In, mean in that, like, I don't know if you've played the the tabletop. Um, what is it? The soccer soccer table? What how, what are those called? Foosball. foosball uh, yeah. There's a foosball one where you're literally the soldiers are trying to push the soccer ball to the other goal while fighting. Like that's that's, that's the, cool. the goal of the game, and you have to get three goals to win. So it's like Rocket League guns. Like what the heck? Sounds right up like our league. Playing against people I know. Why? Because you don't want to lose to me. No, because I win uh, and I hurt their feelings, uh, and then they no. get Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> You're gonna hurt our feelings. I no, because it's just like I don't know. Like even if it was, um, 
like people you didn't know, but you're constantly playing against the same people you didn't know. Yeah, that would also be bad, probably. I guess. I guess. I understand because like sometimes you get a team, you match against a team, and they dominate you, and sometimes you dominate a team, and sometimes it's a good fight, and like it's the benefit of having a large player base, right? Hmm. Well, I think doing custom games with Activator has taught me that like if you get a group big enough together that you can actually like because ha- like the the people that we play with we play with every single match like I've versed these people like every single match in Activator custom custom stuff uh and that's a lot of fun to just kind of hop in and and know that these players are like it could scale from really bad to really good and so you change it's up the teams also like you're doing like 50v50 though no yeah it's not all the time not, it's it's usually still i mean i can understand where you're coming from with like how many players there are in the game um but it could be squads of 2 it could be squads of 4 squads of 10 uh it it's anything honestly um, yeah, different squad sizes and stuff. But I mean, it's yeah. like even still, it's like a hundred people at least. Right. Yeah. So it's not even like you'd be like actually shooting at the same people. And that was probably enough variety, even in just that small group, that it, it would stay fresh. Right. I mean, I can also like. It, I feel like it'd just be fun to pop open the mean greens and randomize the teams, like not have the same teams every time. Like, if we got like a good eight people together. And then that can increase from my stream and like uh, a couple of the streamers that I know. Like we could get a good right. basis of group together yeah, to actually play this game and shuffle the teams around constantly. So I mean, if Mean Greens is something that like it's dead in public servers, but if you could get some private games like monthly or weekly, biweekly, whatever, it'd be really fun to play because I think like I really enjoyed that game at PAX and I popped it open. Uh, f- Tuesday, last play Tuesday, um, and I had a lot of fun playing with the five to six people that were popping on to the public servers. So hmm. that would be cool. I just thought of something too, um, kind of tangential. You, tangential. We, yeah. Um, another point is like that's a it's a shooter, so you're like everybody's like really familiar with how, how a shooter controls and what you do in a shooter. And so, therefore, like people that are good at shooters are just going to dominate in a very small group. But then there's games like uh, I just thought of um, what's the one that you've been playing lately? Uh, Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts that came yeah. out completely like weird off the wall mechanics, and you can totally play that against you know the same four people together and have a good time right. because everybody's like just like flailing around and doesn't really know what they're doing. <laughs> Nobody knows so that really stay well. I'd totally be down to play some some Gang Beasts as well because like. That game is an eight-player online, and the online isn't that br- like when it first came out. The desync was terrible, but like they've improved it a ton, and so you're you're able to actually land hits and stuff like that. You can even play the mode where uh, it's waves, where you're fighting computers, um, and it, it's really fun. I've been playing that uh, quite a bit with some some people. Caitlin enjoyed it, uh, and so like th- this is just some of the games that like. Instead of just playing Destiny, PUBG, like going to those those same ones over and over again, uh, it's something that we can branch out to. There's the other one that you told me about that I actually want to get. What I is the no one that uh, uh, Gang Beast? What's the the diving is like? One? Oh, uh, Human Fall Flat. Yes, Human Fall Flat. Okay. Yeah, For some reason, I always too. think those are the same thing. Basically, I wish there was more in that game. I wish there was more content. Yeah. You just kind of finish it, and you're like, "All right, cool." 
Cool. We're supposed to be adding some. Uh, uh, oh, we need to stuff, go deeper. Right? Yes, I want to. I want to talk about that for just a second. We need to go deeper. <laughs> is an incredible game. Um, what is a love in an in dangerous space? Lovers in a dangerous space. Time? Yeah, that one. in a dangerous space. Time. So it's like that, but I think the developers are very early with their their um experience. Maybe I don't. I don't know if that's the right way to put this. The the game is you're in a submarine. You can choose between being a two-player submarine, a uh, two-to-three-player submarine, or a two-to-four-player submarine. Um, so basically you need two players to play this game. Uh, one person drives the submarine, one person shoots, and one person can like f- repair the, the submarine as you get hit by like fish and stuff like that, and it starts uh, sinking or um, filling up with water. Uh, you find caves. You explore the caves. So like you hop out of the submarine and start exploring the caves. Uh, the reason I say that the development's kind of off is because you literally have black bars on either side of your uh, screen. So it's like the aspect ratio is kind of weird. Um, the cartooniness of it's kind of funny. Um, and there's just like a lot that goes into it that you wouldn't even actually think about with this game. Um, there's like a transcribe book where you can actually bring it to uh, ancient creatures who you don't understand. Um, and then if you have that transcribed book, you actually can understand them. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You just keep trying to go deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's called We Need to Go Deeper. Hmm. So essentially, the art style is like hand drawn stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you cool. look it is up? Is it online multiplayer? Yeah, it is. Nice. What? Nice. A freaking co-op online multiplayer game? Shut up. Hey, it's only yeah. six fifty. It is Gosh. actually on sale right now. Yep. Is it really only six fifty? It is only yep. six fifty. Um speaking of Wait. on Perfect. sale things, what <laughs> is going on? Is Steam becoming I mean, are we are we like like we're like diving into being like all of the other major retailers where they're like, oh wait, it's a holiday. We should have stuff on sale. I mean, yeah. at this point it's been like that for like a year and a half, two years for Steam. It's- all their sales now sort of suck and they have them all the time. Yes. Their sales used to be such cool events that yes. were like looked forward to by the whole community and everybody was sitting around like, when's it going to start? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe it. And then like everybody like scrutinizing everything that's on sale as soon as it's up. And, and everybody's like, I don't know. That everybody's excited about all the you time. Might, you might not want to purchase now. You got wait. Maybe it goes <laughs> on a flash sale. Maybe it goes on an encore sale. Like, if he goes on a community voted sale, like all this kind of stuff, it was like fun to like engage with, which I think would drive up their prices or yeah. their sales, not prices. Right. More. But I don't I, know why they got rid of all that. It was so good. So I've looked into it a couple of times and the consensus seems to be that they got rid of it because they started doing refunds. Oh. And so they kind of couldn't do those systems anymore because people would buy a game and then the next day when it was on a flash sale, they would just refund it and then get it on the flash sale. They should have that where if it's on sale, you don't have the same refund policy. I guess they, they could Wouldn't do that. Wouldn't that make more sense? Be like, like sales right, are final during the sale. Price, maybe not I, even final, but you know, at this you buy, point, I don't think they could do that. Yeah, I know. I reinstate something, that, but they could have probably done it if they swapped to it immediately. It just annoys it's just me. It's just disappointing. It's, yeah. Yeah, it is. I also They're feel no like longer the things don't go to. Um, as deep as they used to. Like there are certain games that 
if you look at their price history, they'll be on sale in like the spring sale or the autumn sale or whatever. And if you look at their price history, they've been on sale for cheaper before. Yeah. And it's like, wait, why isn't it's like they <laughs> hold on? They like minute. pulled us in for a couple of years with all these awesome sales, and then now it's kind of like average sales that happen way more often. Yeah, pretty lame by comparison. Again, I it's it it's really falling into the you know anytime you talk about a big business, right? Your first strategy's got to be make money right. to some extent. And they've gotten to the point, I think, where they're that's probably number one for them, just like any retail giant. Their goal is not to be enticing their customer as much as it is to they have to make money for their, whether it's shareholders or it's just people engaged with the company that get some sort of return on profit um, mm-hmm. or it's the people that are supplying them. Like to some extent, they have to be able to sell and make uh, and make some amount of money. So I think in the same sense, probably Steam is kind of, whether they wanted to be or not, caught in that trap a little bit of... We don't really have a choice. We have to go down this road where we're just trying to make a profit I mean, off of what we're selling. They're they got plenty of choice though. They're a privately owned company. I know they are, but they I can mean, do whatever they want. Even as a privately owned company, you still have people who have ownership in the company, right? Sure. So their goal is I mean they want to make Gabe they want to make like, money. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe Newell sitting in his office sharpening his knives, being like, Do another sale, I need a new knife. <laughs> is he some sort of <laughs> knife guru? Oh yeah, he's got like a wall of knives. He what? collects knives. No, it's like his like his thing. Of course it is. Of freaking course <laughs> it is. One of them. Yeah, um, and then it's just weird to me. Like they keep on. There's like rumors of Steam gonna be sold to somebody. It keeps on popping up. Like remember, a couple of months ago, I brought it up on the podcast that there was rumors that Valve was gonna be sold to Tencent. Mm-hmm. Really? And then that kind of died down a little bit and now i'm hearing rumors that like microsoft was going to buy them because microsoft is like super struggling in their video games area right now <laughs> well, they have like no exclusives at all and they're just losing the playstation all over the place and there's tons and tons of rumors right now spreading about possible acquisitions that they're going to be trying to to pick up developers and that's how they're going to get um, exclusive Interesting. games. Huh. You're telling me that the Xbox doesn't have any exclusive games anymore? I mean, they have some, but like... No, like, huge AAA title stuff is what they, you're saying. They, they don't have nearly as many as you would expect. I mean, PlayStation's got a buttload. They have so many games that either are exclusives or they specifically release a certain amount of time before they do on any other console. They've done a really good job of securing that. I mean, they've got, like... Sea of Thieves is coming out, but even then, that, even so, the other thing is, even then, all their exclusives are going to be on PC with their new policy. Right. Oh, but, that's so if true. We, so if we don't count PC, if we just think of consoles, they're like super losing the PlayStation. Like PlayStation has all these cool, unique games coming out all the time. Dang it, PlayStation! I'm trying to see if I could find a list of games. You know, why does it really matter? That's why you get a PC. They had like Crackdown 3 that was supposed to be their big tentpole release for like (laughs) holiday last year and then that got delayed and there's not even like a release date on it now. Wow. It's impressive. They they showed it off at E3 and had like all sorts of gameplay and everything. They had this huge push for it. They got um, Terry Crews to like come out on stage and and be all dressed up, talk about it. And then then they quietly went away. Wow. And that's, then, sad. Uh, that's sad. 
what was the recore? They were trying to do recore for a while, and then that came out like two thirds of the way finished. Oh, really? And uh, there's like an entire third act to that game that wraps up the story that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Wow. And um, that yeah that that was one of their exclusives, and they put out the that new Xbox and didn't really have any games to go with it to say like look how cool our new system is with all the graphics and everything. They had well, like they probably... Assassin's Creed, which is a multi-platform. They had like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which is primarily a PC game. Pretty mm. much it. Wow. Speaking of uh, delays, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, but Anthem got delayed to 2019. Oh, yeah, I did read that. Wow. As was pretty much expected, but it's yeah. there now. When was its original release date? That was fall 2018. Oh, of course. There so. was no way it was coming out this year. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't. I just, um, that just seems like, like, I don't even know it's coming out in 2019. Yeah. I was going to mention, we didn't have a off. chance to talk about Laser League, which we got to play a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we played it after we podcasted, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was like right. an open beta at random. We found it just on the off chance Yeah, somehow. And it was an open timed beta, right? Because I think we only played yeah, for like it was a, an it was hour. It was open for like three days. Yeah. No, I mean we like specifically, it. like you could only play for a certain amount of time and then you could no longer play in the open beta. Because remember, we got oh, like shut off or cut off at a specific time point like it said you played too much i don't remember that i don't remember no? that either i could have sworn <laughs> i think sworn. that was something else well either way pretty cool game um 2v2 3v3 in a court where you're playing just as these various class-based characters and essentially what you're doing is you're trying to avoid enemy lasers and or enemy attacks lasers being like these walls that you can't walk through um i man it's rare that i play a game where i'm like I feel like I'm behind in my movement ability. Like I'm not paying attention to all the angles. Most of the time I feel pretty good about that, except when I'm playing Dota, because then I get wrecked by some dude that just comes around behind the lane and ganks me. Uh, but any other time I'm playing, I feel like I'm pretty good at watching angles. In Laser League, that is very hard to do. Especially as, yeah, sure is. as the map continues to grow, because the longer you play, if you don't defeat your opponents, basically the more and more lasers get spawned on the map, and the faster they move, and it's just it becomes this um, kind of little square of madness trying to just avoid lasers that aren't your color. And really I guess cool. it's like a Japanese like bullet hell shooter, except for it's competitive almost. And there's no shooting, and it's, and it's not a shooter. But <laughs> literally, like I feel like bullet hell shooters are way more about movement than shooting. You just kind of hold a button down while you're moving. Yeah. I mean, most of the time, bullet hell anyway, is it not just your second stick? No, I mean, like, traditional bullet hell games are just fires on A, and you just hold A. Oh, really? And it's whatever direction you're facing. You just move, and it's in, like, an auto-scrolling thing. Ah, okay, I didn't know that. You have not played many bullet hells, clearly. Hmm. Mushihaimi-sama? Mushihaimi-sama! Good game. Jamestown. Um, Jamestown, good game. So that's what most of them feel like. They feel more like what this laser league is just about like your positioning and your movement. Yeah, just about positioning and movement. Like a lot of those types of games will also have a like the standard movement and then they'll have like a slow-mo button that'll like half your speed so you can like wiggle in between bullets and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Like super about 
just getting around all the stuff and you just happen to be shooting a ton of lasers back at them too and precision to some extent being able to manipulate yeah, like, your character like the only important thing comes in with like bosses will have weak weak points that you're trying to stay in that area of the screen to make sure you're right. hitting them right but yeah, I mean, Laser League doesn't have all that, but th- that's what it made me feel like. Like I was just running around the screen trying to avoid a bunch of colored lights, and then it added the added effect of uh, the the classes and their different special abilities. It's just pretty cool. They're short games. Um, it's the weirdest scoring system I've ever seen because I'm pretty sure it was uh, best of three games. No. Yeah, best of three games, best of two wins per game. I don't know. Something weird. It, it was, was bizarre. Weird. It was the weirdest scoring mechanism. But it was neat. And it does look like it's actually on sale right now on Steam. It's uh, 1049. Still in early I think, access. I think it, was like a, it, was, it was like a game set match sort of situation. It was, yeah. Like tennis. Yeah. Like tennis? Yeah. Tennis, the most... Yeah clear and accurate scoring system of oh any sport on planet earth yeah you know love have you ever listened to brian regan's <laughs> skit about that it's pretty great because it's so good it might be one of his best in terms of like this is definitely listenable to people who don't listen to brian regan what's the score love <laughs> excuse me love i have love oh no okay yeah i'll post it but it's you should watch it it's actually really great really great skit um, 15, uh, that's was a, it. Fifteen thirty forty-five. Yeah, in and then that's tennis. Yeah, yeah, no, and then it's, it's like love fifteen thirty forty. A forty, because that makes sense. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then it's like advantage. Yeah, plus one. Uh, advantage plus one. Or advantage plus one plus and minus one. If you like tie, because you have to win by one or something. You have to win by two. You have to get two points once you're at even. So if you both, I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's once you both end at 40, then you have to score two points in a row in order to win the game. Right. Because when you score one, you're at advantage. And then you score another, you just win the game. Did we talk about prop hunt? No. That was next on our list, though. Oh, cool. Prop hunt. Prop hunt. Uh, I, I put this on here because uh, Call of Duty World War, World War II, WWII, they added a prop hunt game mode. What does that even mean? It kind of makes me want to play Call of Duty. <laughs> no! <laughs> Why not just get Aaron to get Gary's mod and we can play that? Yeah, actually, yes. We should all have Gary's mod and play Prop Hunt sometimes. But What is Prop Hunt? So it's a game mode in a shooter where there's one person. It's like hide and seek. One person seeking and then everybody else goes through the map and chooses a, th- a thing to become. And then you become that. Like there's a chair in this room. And you choose to become the chair, and then now you're the chair. Mm-hmm. And the person's trying to find everybody, so they're like going around, like trying to see if there's like inanimate objects that are like moving, or you know, you're you're as a as a person that's hiding, you're trying to like act natural, like blend into the environment. So like I'm just like, this can that's on the ground, this blend. But do you there. have like an objective? Well, to not can? die. So then the person's just like shooting random props and stuff that they think might be people. And so you're trying to like maneuver around the map where they're not at, but also not get seen moving as a prop because then they know obviously you're a prop that's a person. Right. That's pretty much it. That sounds 
It's <laughs> it's <laughs> online hide and seek with guns. It sounds like to me like somebody just runs around spraying bullets everywhere and you're basically just trying to not be where they are. But you're also kind of like hiding, essentially. Uh, Is that a good happen that way? Because you would run out of ammo. Oh, so you can run out of ammo. Okay. Very oh, yeah, isn't that isn't that a mechanic that there's they have very limited ammo? I think so. Ah, so you have to be picky about what you shoot. See now, now, now I'm understanding. Okay, oh, I've never actually played it. I've just seen videos and heard Frank talk about it and stuff. Of course, Frank's talked about it. But they, it's like a Gary's mod thing that uses Team Fortress Two assets usually, and they put it in Call of Duty. They also is a game on Steam called Witch It that just straight up stole the game mode and that's their game hold on dude steams on or games on steam do not steal game modes <laughs> okay <laughs> everything that steam posts is its own it's its own original idea original content nothing is stolen all right i don't want to hear that come out of your mouth again i heard fortnite is the number one like adrenaline rush game out there as of late mm-hmm I actually heard, I heard, I don't know how accurate this is, but they had surpassed PUBG's playership. No, I wouldn't doubt it. And the reason I wouldn't doubt it is, one, it's free to play. And yeah. two, it's probably, honestly, more developed than PUBG right now. Because PUBG needs to fix some crap. AKA hackers. Yeah. Now, I just want to, just real quick, I just want to break this down. because <laughs> Just real quick. Yeah, all right. Just give me a minute. I'm going to streamline this as fast as possible. I believe what is happening in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is the economy is flourishing so hard. Like the new when the new crates come out, there was a white leather jacket that was selling for eighteen hundred dollars. So I think Christmas. I think what's what ends up happening is the China sweatshops that have people just chilling with frick coffee and just getting whipped in the back constantly and being play frick as more. They <laughs> are freaking <laughs> just just farming out the BP with the the hacks to be able to go home with like two three k a night, you know. Mm, mm. And so what what ends up happening is all these hackers don't don't care about what like where or what server they go to. They just freaking launch in and they they hack us. And so now there's like. I think there were some statistics or something that I read somewhere uh, on Battleye's uh, Twitter uh, that said that like 1.2 million people were banned. 1.044 oh. PUBG cheaters in January alone were banned. Right. Uh, and right. some somebody else did something along the lines of like, all right, if we have like 3 million concurrent viewers, then that's like 3%. Or something, something along those lines where it basically looked like the reason why PUBG isn't taking more of a stand on this stuff is because all of these hackers that are getting banned are just buying new copies of the game. Because think about it. You get an $1,800 jacket and then you get banned on that account. You spend like, I don't know, $90 on three more accounts. You're still walking away with a very large profit margin. And yeah. so you, you got three more accounts that could get banned and then you get three to four more jackets and sell them like, boom, you've, you've made like a ton of money and you haven't lost much, but you know, PUBG is gaining $30 here, $30 here, $30 here, 30 
and so they're not taking a stand against this. And I don't, I don't know what the statistics were, but it's, it's just like ridiculous amount of cheaters in comparison to legit players uh, on the PUBG uh, player player database. So, I also saw this tweet by Steam Spy saying that the Chinese um, player count has leveled off. Oh, really? And it's like uh, they think it might be because. Tencent is is picking up the game, so there's going to be like a local version of it. Interesting. You look at their charts. Well, I don't know. I just the amount that Fortnite is in the news. Actually, in fact, Shay and I were talking the other day, and she's like, all of her students are like all about Fortnite. And it's funny because apparently she spent enough time listening to me screaming down in the basement, and enough time listening to various things that we've either said on the podcast or I've just said in passing to know that Fortnite is just for plebs and real people play <laughs> PUBG because she straight up told her students when they said that, yeah, Fortnite's dumb. That's not my roommate. He's a real freaking gamer. He plays PUBG. <laughs> it's like, I wonder what kind of response she got from that. Uh, well, they were asking like, oh yeah, what games does he play? And apparently she like went on our podcast site and was like reading through the list of games. And they were like, Okay, so he's like a real gamer. Okay, all right. <laughs> I just thought it was like great. this old teacher lady can't have cool friends. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just it was great. So, it was great. So I don't I don't understand this. What what would matter for them to get a local free to play version to take them off of what I have hypothesized? Uh, I don't think your theory and this matchup okay cool i think like your thing probably is still happening but this is maybe more reminiscent of actual people that want to play right maybe 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 so so 10 cents picking it up as in they're picking up PUBG. uh yeah so they'll i think the way they work is like they'll get distribution rights in china or something mm, okay kind of like how um What's the company that does Dota in China? Perfect. Oh, shoot. Something. Yeah, I know okay. who you're talking about. They distribute Dota over there and they get Perfect World. They get Perfect um, World. Yep. like special cosmetics and stuff that are only in China and they're worth yeah, like so much like money over here. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars over here. And they have like special limited edition drops too. And like uh, in, a lot of that stuff comes out in things like the super special chests that get dropped at like TI right? and random ones you could buy online. I don't know. Usually they, they remake the item like years later for our region and it's called something different, but it's the same model. Of course it is. Uh, freaking courses. Or you get a drop, you know, like the pipe of Dazoon that is yep. non-tradable and it's worth like freaking $500. Not that one, though, that's not it. tradable. Freaking hate it! Only the tradable ones <laughs> are worth that much. That's so dumb. So let's, be, dumb. let's be perfectly clear, though, right? We're looking at the... We're browsing right now. We're browsing Twitch right now. As we speak within this moment in time, anywhere you are in your vehicles, running on a treadmill, we are browsing Twitch right now. Fortnite has 115,000 viewers. Player Unknowns oh, has thirty-five thousand viewers. Wow. 
Fortnite, the top streamer is Ninja. The second streamer is Shroud. Those two from and, PUBG, and this right? Is, this is the they're they're and I'm only saying those two because this is a 40k and a 30k streamer uh, next to the 2k on. Like it's literally them two that are bringing in all these viewers. Basically, them two they're both from PUBG. Uh, PUBG doesn't even have Doctor Disrespect on, and there's this dude named Swifter at the top. I've never even heard of this guy, and so. If you see the ebb and flow of of this these games, player nuns and Fortnite, they're both battle royales. Uh, anywhere basically like Shroud goes, the PUBG base goes, and and Ninja mm. of course. The, them two are just really really high up. So like f- for instance, if Doctor Disrespect moved over to Fortnite, which he actually has, um, when he's come back from his whatever he did, I don't <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. His uh, <laughs> So he he came back and he he immediately started out with like Fortnite and and he was just like yeah you know PUBG's fun PUBG's where my heart's at but let me try out some some Fortnite I'm dipping in in all sauces now you know I'm 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 you know Sounds I got so a, I got a 24 inch ruler so I can see real results in real time <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> I messed that up. Did I say that it was a tattoo on the thigh? I knew where it was going. Okay, because just... it's a, it's a twenty four inch roller tattooed on the thigh, so where you can see real results in real time. Yeah. That's that's a direct <laughs> quote from Shroud. Not Shroud. Um, Doctor Disrespect. Although Shroud probably also. I'm just saying. This man it's, has it's balls of steel when he gets into some free. He. I saw a clip the other day where he was getting shot at. And he was just taking a sip of coffee. He put the coffee down, turned, killed the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's freaking nothing. He's ridiculous. Uh, Shroud did come from H1Z1. I'm pretty sure like almost all of them came from H1Z1. Hmm. Was he not was first. a CSGO pro? He, yeah. So, he, But in, in the order of let's go from CSGO pro to retirement of CSGO to Battle Royales, mm-hmm. uh, he went CSGO h1 PUBG, and now fortnite because fortnite came out i remember in the early days of PUBG, that was like the number one thing everybody like every game of PUBG was like hey how is is this game better than h1z1 like how is this game <laughs> like everybody constantly comparing it and like now you don't hear, hear about h1 ever no because it's basically dead <laughs> i wonder how many people are actually playing h1z1 right now let's see um, if only there was a website they told you so Steam we're browsing statistics. Twitch right now. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, what are we looking at? <laughs> I'm looking at Steam charts. H1Z1, okay. 3,595 players nine minutes ago. 24-hour peak is 7,859 players. Dang. It's not, it's not very good. Viewers, 756. Guess <laughs> the uh, Battlegrounds players two minutes ago. Uh, Two million. No, five hundred twenty thousand. That's concurrent, oh, not I, not like. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I totally screwed that one up. <laughs> All time mm. peak is three point two million, though. Okay, but here's another point on why Fortnite probably Ridiculous. is more popular uh, when it comes to, uh, or or getting more popular. I think when they look at battle royales, everybody has this. Uh, they don't want to die and watch their team play for the rest of the game, right? 
In, in PUBG, it's very unforgiving. Like, the, the bullet drops are intense. The mechanics of the game are quite difficult to master. Uh, while Fortnite, you're this cartoon character who has a right shoulder only sight, third person only. So there's always third person peeking. There's always, uh, you can build up like these towers and stuff, fortresses, and people who come from Minecraft that are like 12 year old kids that are masters at building freaking towers within three seconds, they just own that game. Because they just freaking create Fort Knox around them while you're sitting there yeah. with one wall in front of you, and you're like, "What the? F- what just happened?" Have you happened? seen those one v one vertical tower build offs? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Game? I don't it's know ridiculous. how people can build things while shooting like that. And so I think the reason why people think Fortnite's better than PUBG is is almost like you can't compare them. Because one is an arcade shooter type, like builder, like let's just throw battle royale into it. While the other one is like an intense mil sim, like it's almost like you're trying to compare Call of Duty to Battlefield, and it's like you you really couldn't do that back in the day, because you knew Battlefield mm. was like the mil sim tactical, like you had to get tanks, you had to push this way, you had to dominate. While Call of Duty was like, let me just freaking three sixty no scope off the roof, and I'm gonna th- throw my e peen at you every single time I kill you, I'll tee back at you in the face. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's so true. Oh my gosh, this is so freaking true. Oh man. Or, or, or better yet, better yet, I would actually compare Call of Duty to Arma, and that's what we're trying to compare here with Battlefield and Fortnite. Yeah. One's like just a let's let's you know mess around. It's not really that intense. Like, uh, you got these building mechanics. Like, it's, it's cool. It's fun. I and I tell everybody this. It's fun. I can see the the joy in it. Just not my type of game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think also just in general, the fact that it's so successful on console in comparison to what PUBG has done. Um, I don't oh, yeah, think like, they've, they've still fixed anything with PUBG on I console. I bet the have controls, they? just in general, the controls are way better. Yep. They probably just, it probably just feels way better. Are you saying Fortnite controls? Fortnite, yeah. Fortnite, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually hilarious to watch a streamer or any video for that matter. Uh, PUBG on Xbox because there's no aim assist and I don't know if we've talked about this in, a, in the pocket in podcasts in the past but there's there's no aim assist so people who are used to like flicking their stick giggity flicking their stick over to like <laughs> attach and, and shoot at somebody they'll stop either too short or they'll go too far because the aim assist isn't there to like help them right right move so, them where they need to be so basically you see the people who have these shotgun battles close range and they're just dancing in a circle and nobody's killing each other for like nine hours and it's just it's real real comical i don't understand there are like 30 different buttons that i hit when i'm playing PUBG. I don't know how you stick that into a controller right like like especially the inventory stuff like how do you manage the inventory in that game so managing inventory you literally uh hover on each one and you hit the d-pad down to go to the next one and you hit y to drop and then i think there's another button to split and (laughs) it's just like uh, just take them all just take them all yeah or you just pick up everything and you never look at your inventory again and you're just like like f that you could run through an entire house and loot the whole thing by the time somebody on a console is like done looting one pile of stuff I could run through five apartments before somebody goes through <laughs> one satellite dish house. <laughs> five apartments. They'd you be know like, what would be really, really fun? 
somehow somehow get your copy of PUBG on PC to like get into the console servers. Uh-huh. Were they not talking about cross-platform play at once at one point? I don't know. I could have sworn they were talking about that. And okay, I... let's let's be honest. <laughs> if they you've, did you've cross-play, you've been honest a lot on this podcast. If they did cross-play, the console plebs would cry. Well, that's probably true, there's but... no there's no way unless they're using an aimbot like the rest of China that they would do oh anything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just rolling over them. Yeah, I I just feel very strongly about I can tell. I can tell. Chinese play. Okay, so I I played Act Act Activator's custom games and uh you know, I I did it and I'm like, yo, I'm totally going to get in these matches and there's going to be English speakers. No, for some reason, my team of 10, me being one of them, so my, my nine other players, all of them have open mics, all of them not speaking English. So after I was frustrated with not being able to hear footsteps, and, and I didn't mute it because I wanted they were speaking English like every once in a while and saying like, oh, the hell, or something like that, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh my I, gosh. I finally, like, my entire squad died. And I just started shouting out, I like the ping pong ching chong. And they just got so so mad at me and started raging. And I don't understand why. <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> you why. Don't understand. <laughs> I wonder. Oh my goodness. I wonder. Um, well, so we can get off the topic of PUBG and Fortnite since no, we've been talking we about it for a while because now. Because I just gotta <laughs> tell you that freaking everybody needs to freaking stop cheating. They need to stop cheating. Good, good podcast audio. <laughs> it's the most high quality we've had yet. Good news, I'm guys. Sure um, what, Caleb? What? You haven't spoken in 25 minutes. What? I just got an email that has my tracking number in it. Oh my gosh, Woo! I'm so freaking excited. Is it when gonna you be like it was a... in the mail? I assumed you already had the tracking number. This okay, is so worse than thing. what I thought it was. I looked on their RMA site and it said it was shipped yesterday, but they hadn't sent me anything about it. So I just assumed that they were oh not gosh. lying about that. You know, a lot of times you don't get your tracking number until like the day, like late that day or the next day, anyways. So it probably is shipped. Speaking probably of shipping stuff, it. this week I got special custom usb cables that are supposed to match this key set that i ordered like six months ago and Mm -hmm. i got the cables in and i'm not getting the keys until like may so that's fun listen it could be worse let me tell you (laughs) it could be much worse. it can be worse i have been waiting on my keycaps you should have just got different ones since i bought them to use for about two years before october October, October 2016. No, 2015. October 2015. It's been a long freaking time. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Chad, when did you back Pray for the Gods? Because <laughs> <laughs> you might have the wing. All right. So, um, you're going to be honest? Pray for the Gods. Let me see. Can I, like, actually see? Sh- like, in my email, should I be able to see when I kickstarted that? I have that? no idea. <laughs> because. Right now, I still don't have a date for this game. Yeah. I, I Okay, so I actually went on Twitch the other day, which, shocker, I went on Twitch. Um, and I saw that people were playing uh, Shadow of the Colossus. I was like, man, that's a good game. 
I should probably play that. I was like, or or maybe I should wait for Perfect <laughs> Gods. Or actually, probably not, because that game's never freaking gonna come out. Nope. I don't think it's ever gonna come out. I think let me, just let me go it. let me go look for the email and then uh get back to me. We'll get back to Guess you. Guess what? What I have, Alex? I have breaking news. Oh Ooh. gosh, what? Got an official Travis review of Black Panther. Ooh. Oh, he, he says saying? it's meh. Oh, really? I texted him. He's actually currently watching the movie. <laughs> 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 and he replied to me. Of course, wow. he's currently watching the movie. <laughs> he said he can just FaceTime me the end if I want. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh. I freaking miss that guy. Um, so answer me this. Okay, clearly, one of the reasons we don't have a lot of people on the podcast right now is because several of them are out watching Black Panther right now. Um, are you guys all planning on going to watch it? Not really. Yeah, I want to go see it. Really, Caleb? No, you're not thinking. Like, it's just kind of. I don't really go to movies. Oh, I guess that's true because Alex never invites you. I understand. (laughs) I I understand. He's got his family movies. It's all. It's all good. I don't care. I honestly just forget that he's. I forget about Caleb all the time too. (laughs) It's true. He's gonna come stay with me, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna do that." But I'm not. Yeah, because it was freaking late, and I was like an hour out, and I was (laughs) like, "I'm not gonna gonna tell you for like the entire day until you finally get on online at that later that night after you clean the entire apartment." You know, you needed to clean it. It's all good. I didn't really. Yeah, you always need to clean that apartment. That is inaccurate. How many times have you been to my apartment? Enough times to know it needed clean more than the last time I was there. Like once? Are you guys no, ready for this? Definitely more than once. I don't know. Once. It depends. It really depends on what we need to be ready for. Probably July not. 21st, 2016. 2016. Wow. I hate you. <laughs> <Rough line>. Wow. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even two wow. years yet. You're good. Not two years yet, but holy crap. Starting from a Kickstarter, that's basically like nothing's been done yet. Pretty good dev cycle for a game. Oh, yeah. Stellar. Stellar. I mean, top AAA games can go like five years in development. How long has Cyberpunk 2077 been going on? Cyberpunk? No. What's it called? Yeah. yeah I, I think it's been about five years. Yeah. Is this Cyberpunk? Yeah. Okay. 2077. Just an update. Game's gonna be too good. Just shapes and beats. It still has the release date of some someday. God, please someday. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally (laughs) literally what it says on the Steam page. Amazing. Me and uh, or not me, Caleb found earlier, um, that Ape Out has a release date on the Steam page. Yeah. Summer 2017. Okay. Good job, guys. You made it. <laughs> made it. We did it, guys. Man, I... But the game's not out. It is not. <laughs> Correct. They're time travelers. Don't worry. So there's this game that I have to talk about because Trash Cat just yelled at me to talk about it. Okay. So. Ashes of Creation is an MMORPG that has a node system which is pretty freaking cool from what i've read so far uh so when i first bought guild wars 2 uh there was this whole like hey there's gonna be dynamic events and it's gonna like change your world and like 
you ha you're gonna make the choices of like what ha that's not what happened at all dynamic events in guild wars were like hey you do this one thing and now this person lives and this person died uh oh it reset everything's fresh all right do it again and make the choice again and you just can repeat these events over and over and over uh so it, the nodes in ashes of creation uh, are basically these things that uh you make choices or like building a very large town and everybody from the server is like inhabiting it and uh it disturbs this sleeping dragon uh, at underground uh close to it and it comes out of the volcano and starts attacking the town and if you don't save the town you lose the town uh, or you get to choose to live out in the wilderness and maybe uh wild bears or something come and attack you and your house and it destroys everything uh so, so basically you playing through this game leveling up and making your choices as a server will actually like form the world around you so hmm. i think that's pretty cool it's another game that needs a kickstarter and it's not going to come out until 2022 um so yeah 2022 I just made that up. I'm just saying that Pray for the Gods is probably going that route. Highly I'm gonna likely. be I'm gonna be 39 by the time that game comes out. 2022 is when Sean Waite's gonna win his next gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, isn't he done? He's probably done. Okay, that's what I figured. Uh, I actually did hear he was gonna be in the Summer Olympics. One more thing about Ashley Creation, there... and we're done with it. <laughs> There are 64 classes you can choose from. All right, done. Oh, my. I heard he's going to be in the Summer Olympics because this is going to be the first Summer Olympics that they're adding skateboarding. Oh. They're adding skateboarding? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I actually did not know that he was a skateboarder before yep. being a snowboarder. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like, man, that realm is going to be way more occupied with people than snowboarding. Skateboarding, yeah. Yes. That's probably true. It's so I much mean, easier to buy a skateboard and go find right. a like, skateboard. You gotta go somewhere. find a mountain to be able to get into snowboarding. Like you have to live <laughs> near a mountain. You can't just go like walk around in the wilderness until you find one unless you live in the right place. Like to skateboard, you just go to Walmart real quick. Buy a skateboard. And then, and then, and then you you're grow like, up oh, skating a bunch and look at this turn person's it into a career. swimming pool that doesn't have any water in it. Where are you living? What? LA? <laughs> you know that's how like that was like the revolution of skateboarding, right? LA, pools, backyard, unoccupied like houses. No they would just start skateboarding in the Yeah, because they were all like the really weird, like almost like figure eight round bottom pools with no corners. Right. So they yeah, just Lord skated in and out like like half pipes. Yeah. Lord of Dogtown. Exactly. Grind. Grind. Sure. What, he was just what a like, great movie. He's like off the hook, dude. He's like he's like makes hook How with hand that, points points to hand. <laughs> he's like <laughs> Oh man. Oh man, Grind Grind is 15 years old. Dude. I'm an old person. Dude. You know how old you are? Let me tell you how old you are. You ready for this? Space Jam came out in 1996. Wow. That's 22 years ago when Michael Jordan saved all our lives by being aliens. <laughs> 22 years, dude. Gosh. Also, pretty much uh, like 50% of the athletes that are like, you know, 
playing, participating in the Olympics? Born yep. after the year 2000. What? Wow. You know, it also came out 15 what? years ago. What? What? The first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Okay. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. I really wanted to avoid this topic. <laughs> Let's talk about it, Alex. You're trying to get out of this podcast without talking Dead about the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Tell no tales. This movie came out like a long time ago, like a year ago. Is this or the one specifically you said to me the other night? You're like, I was looking on the Plex and I was like, oh, man, there's movies that I'm like, I put on there. I'm like, I'm going to watch them soon. And then it's like, holy crap, I uploaded that a year ago. Right. So I just, I don't know how, like pirates used to be such a huge thing in my family. I don't know how I went this long without watching this movie. Like my parents went and saw it when it came out in the theaters and somehow me and Chad didn't. Mm-hmm. That's because I'm boycotting it. I'm still not watching it. I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> Have you seen the, the one before this one? The no. Stranger Tides? I saw the trilogy and then I stopped. Okay. That's a good, that's a good so, place to stop. The fourth one I think is really bad. Um, this one was actually pretty good and it's kind of weird to me, but they, they actually like tie up plot stuff from the trilogy. Like they go dip back into the trilogy plot lines and, and like tie everything off. And it kind of seems like this could be the end of the series. I know it's Disney, so they're probably going to make like 18 more at some point, but like, it feels like. They they can bring some closure to the series with this one. It's weird. It's really weird to me. Because the, the original trilogy, I feel like, came out and has been out for so long at this point that you just kind of, like, accept, like, that's what they are. But this, like, introduces things back into the world. It's And, like, brings back, um, like, a cameo of, of what's-his-name, Will. Like, Will and... and uh, What's the chick's name? Freaking uh, Kara Knightley. That's all you need. Kira, yeah. yeah, sure. Kara Knightley. Like they're in this movie, and they like finish up plot lines that were kind of left dangling from the trilogy. Elizabeth. They're, they're like in this movie for like just long That's enough to is. be like, all right, here you go. Here's the end. Here's the end of the stories for that like five minutes of screen time. Mm. Kind of cool. All right, I got, I got these quotes for you. Ready? <clears throat> Sweet Lou, it's tempting, but uh, I don't know. And you know, school just let out and all. <laughs> Eric, dude, didn't you graduate like six years ago? Sweet Lou, yeah, but they didn't. That's the line that I always remember. <laughs> wow. <laughs> On that note, uh, we will catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R. You can check out his music on Spotify or on SoundCloud. And last but not least, this podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial.com.
www.wearewhitemedia.com. Also, if you haven't checked out our website, please do, www.wearethehorizon.com. There's lots of cool links there, videos, as well as some of our old podcasts that you can take a listen to. Until next time, this has been The Forecast.